Welcome back to the experience, everyone. I am your host, Eric Falgu. And today my guest is my really good friend that uh, worked with me a couple of months ago at a salon called Salon K-Roy. Shout out uh, Rachel Fuentes for giving me that opportunity when I was trying to build the studio that y'all see here. And um, so that's where we met. And uh, I'm going to introduce her. Who are you? My name is Tyler Linder, and um, I'm a hairstylist, and I've done some acting. Um, yeah, and I'm from New Orleans. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having it's, me. It's been a. <laughs> I told you about this journey a couple months ago, right? Yeah, no, I, I've been interested. I think since day one, um, I think I you're just so passionate about what you have here, and you know I've been supporting you since. No, I, I appreciate it. Like, does it look okay? It looks great. Like what did you what did you think you because I, I know I always told you I was like hey it's gonna look like this and we're gonna do that but like when you walked in was it like eh, it's not that good or is it like it looks better than I thought no I was like I was nervous for my own reasons walking in but like I had full faith in you but thank I will you. say that you know when I walked in I was like I'm impressed thank you you're right 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 and then I was like like impressed like like it's okay or like exceeded your expectations okay. Yeah, and I was like, exceed my experience. And that made me, well, thank you. Because yeah, I, I no, really, definitely. thank you for appreciating what it looks like. Because it's, it has not been easy. No, the setup here is like, no, it's very. I yeah, I put everything I had into this place. I know you did. Yeah, I mean, I thought I did that with my hair career, but I really did it with this. So maybe like I'll be able to merge them together. Well, I think that would be awesome. Because like so many people right now, like on social media are like, mm -hmm. you know, like putting in their passion for like hairstyling and right. so many cosmetologists are out there. I think that would be a cool like segment to have like that's, and kind of explore that part of your life since it's that's you know, dope. so big. That's a good idea. See, I think you'd be a natural podcaster. I don't know what you would do. This is all talk about me. Yeah. Well, I mean, how long have you been acting? Um, not long at all. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Cause I, I know you told me that. Yeah, no, I've always wanted to, um, but it was something that like, even when I kind of understood what it was and what it meant, right. it was like I was younger and like my family didn't really support the business as much back then. Right. Um, you know, I think stereotypically like everything that I heard at a young age was that this business and probably like including just anything that was, you know, Hollywood related or like just anything out there, like, in that realm it was just considered like sinful right. and like it's a rough business yeah and yeah, it it's is hard out there business. yeah it's and then like all these documentaries of like you know marilyn monroe coming out and then you're like oh wow she went through that like it's a rough life yes it's not easy to be an actor or an actress no and so they didn't want to they were like hey get a real job yes exactly yeah. don't well, follow your dreams well it's you impossible. know and it comes from a good place, I think, sure. as far as like well, they want the best for you. wanting be, me to be successful. 100%. But also, like at that time, like as a kid, like knowing that that was something that, you know, I wasn't into like sports right. or anything like that. So to have an outlet where I could like express myself would have been, you know, ideal. Right. Like you wanted and, to do more acting than yeah, like play exactly. sports. And like, you know, have that kind of side artistic. Of, yes, uh, of art. And because I've always, and I will always have enjoyed art as well. You can draw or paint. <laughs> if you ask my grandma, she would say I'm the best artist, but you know, like 
for me, it's just something I do when I'm stressed or if I'm having like anxiety, like right. that kind of helps me. So, so you probably have a big ass museum in your house, huh? You probably paint lots of beautiful no, art. You're just being modest. I wouldn't say that. Okay. No. Well, I, I would like to see a piece. No. Maybe I could bring it in here. Anthony's giving me a piece, uh, Anthony, that we just re uh, recorded with. And apparently he's an artist. You know, he's a football player. He's a singer, songwriter, dad, all kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's nice. I wouldn't say that I'm the best, hmm. but it's fun. Like well, to, grandma's no best. Grandma's no best. You, yeah. you are right about yeah. that. No, my mind, mine taught me a lot. So I know I might have to. Yeah, for sure. So, so what are you doing now? Like, you're where are you cutting hair at now? I know we uh, we parted ways. Uh, yeah. So, um, we did part ways, but not forever, think, but just for a little bit, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I loved working with you. I think, and I and I loved it there. It was, a, it was a good place. It, it was, was. It was a rare gym. It, yeah, and like a lot of caring people and also good at what they do. Oh, for sure. Um, but it Different was levels. Different levels, exactly. And good but, relationships and good clientele, honestly. I was, yeah. I was kind of surprised, but yeah. no, like very, very kind people. Um, but I just, I needed a change. And with personal things going on in family, like it was more ideal to toward right. the West Bank area of New Orleans. Yeah, because, like, you know, Old Metairie is like, you know, it's just different strokes, you know, for different folks. Yes, yeah, it is. Different and clientele. Very different clientele. Yeah, West and Bank and East Bank, for sure. Yes. And, 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 you know, the family issues, I remember you telling me. So I think you made the right decision, and you seem happy. Yeah, no. I, it's like I mean, a old, it's like an older place along K. Roy. It's like an old soul. That's it, why I told you. It was. I and, and I felt like I fit in there from yeah, day one. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because you have you an know. old soul. Yeah, like you can kind of adapt to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I and I try to. Yeah, well, I, I try to no. be like that. I call it being like a chameleon. So, um, but I mean, I think that's because it seems like you've lived like a like a long life, you know, like you've been through like a crazy life, you know. So it's like you know these things, you know. They say, uh, I guess like wisdom comes with age. Cause you've like lived all these different lives. I don't know. I must've been making that up, but do you know? No, I mean, I could definitely, no, it makes sense. Um, it's weird saying that, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, yeah. From a very young age, it's, it's been a journey, you know, I think, but many people that I can connect with or could connect with me, I think that it is hard for anyone, mm -hmm. you know, um, no matter what their family or home life looks like, it's, it's hard mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I've been through a lot that has helped me get to where I am. Right. And kind of molded me into like what I expect and like nice. what I want as a person and as a stylist when I'm looking for a job or something like that. Um, but yeah, K-Roy like really um, kind of made me branch out on my own and try new right, things. Right, right. That's pretty cool. And yeah, no. So you learn first, from each experience, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But now back on the West Bank area with Salon Jolie, I'm very happy and and I lost my passion for hair for a very long time. Right. Um over the past few years and there was points where I didn't know if I was actually going to make it or if I could even do it as well and as successful as I wanted to be. It's um, a rough career. Yeah. It's hard. Well, I mean, you know that it takes a while at first to like. Yeah, it's hard to be a lifer. Like, you know, I know a lot of people. I went to beauty school with like thirty six girls, and I was the me and my friend Casey were the only one that graduated, and uh, she never did hair. She, uh, you know, her husband had a good job. She had a good job, so she just stayed doing that. I was like, what? 
Like, wow. dude, this is all I have left. This is all I know how to do. So, like, I had to, like, survive from it. Well, and it's I, hard to build a clientele, you know, usually. Is. Well, yeah, definitely. And then switching locations. But I think no matter what, it's hard because right. it, it requires more than the average person thinks. Oh, yeah. You know? It's like running like, a business. But that's funny because, like, just how, like, acting was kind of, like, shot, like, shot away from me. Mm-hmm. It was, like, when I said I wanted to do hair, it wasn't necessarily a great thing either. Yeah, for you sure. Know? And um, because people don't really realize what the industry has come to, I guess, you know, yeah. because it's way different yeah. than 30 years ago. Sure. Um, you can make zero money or you can make $100 million. It's kind of weird. Right, like you could like, be a millionaire as a exactly. hairstylist. A lot of them are. <laughs> and, and it's not even, I can't even say that it's that hard right now. It's just more of the dedication you put into it. Yeah. Like and how, like, do you want it that bad? Like you thought. Right, which is hard to. Yeah, I mean, sure. at the end of the day, no matter how much you enjoy it, it's it's a lot of hard work, and I don't think people get that. Yeah. But, yeah, that was interesting because it was kind of, you know, it was like those two things, like, was the most things I was connecting with, yeah. like, trying to figure out. Yeah, like, yeah, and, hair and acting. Yeah, and I was like, shit, like. That's what I'm trying to do with this, the podcast. Podcast and cutting hair, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, yeah. I'm working on something, though. It kind of, like, inner. I can't give it up together perfectly in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it my whole life since I was like a 14 year old kid. So it's pretty much all I'm good at. I think, I mean, I'm good at a lot of stuff now, but uh, it's the only thing I ever did for free and did for money. And I feel like, you know, when I'm cutting hair for free, that's when I give like my most creative like looks. Absolutely. And if I have to cut like 15, 20 people a day just to make like a, you know, a quota for like making money, it just sucks, you know? So I'm, I'm thinking about doing something like, with the podcast, I've invested all my money, way more than I ever did with hair. And uh, I don't know, I tried to create this, like, this look, this vision, this vibe, you know? No, I think, I mean, I've told you this many times, that I think that's where it starts. And that's where it really kicks off, too, is just with the amount of passion that you have in, right. in it. And also the amount of time and energy, energy you want to put towards it. For sure. You know, you've also maintained a really good clientele with hair. Yes. At the same time. It took time, a lot to build it, yes. Yeah. Uh, at the same time of, like, investing in something else that you're passionate yeah. about, which is really hard to do. It's like two careers. It, well, it, yeah. it is. Two LLCs, really. Two businesses. Kind of weird. One makes money, one makes, like, none yet. You well, know? but that's, nobody makes Right. It. That's what I tell people. When, when I, if I set up a chair, I can go anywhere in the world and put a chair out there and make money. Yeah. But with the podcast, it's like you had to sink a lot of money. And it could be as cheap as you want. You can get you like a little laptop with like your well, headphones. Yeah. But or you no. can make it look like what like you see this. in your head. Yeah. yeah. This is what I saw in my head. Well, We're pretty close to it. It's almost what I want. No, this is what I saw in my head when yeah. I pictured. This. Really? I mean, this is my first, like I said, my first podcast. But you know, I know I was shocked. I thought you've been, you sound like you've been on a ton. No, but I think <sighs> acting has right. helped. That's right. why I've helped. Because not only like acting like, you know, pretending to be something else or right. investing in a character. It's not only that for me. It's the experience of everything else when the camera isn't rolling for me. It's It was the vibe. Just, it's the vibe. It's the amount, like, is the there teamwork. There is. There's okay, a very good like, like, sense of teamwork. Thank you. Thank you. That's and what like, I'm, I'm trying to accomplish. That is what, honestly, that's what makes it the business and what really means professionalism to me is, how people interact with each other and 
Yeah. Like everybody seems happy here. Uh, yes. It's like it's like working at Google. Oh, it will be. Get a real wow. big building. I don't like, know about Google, but it's yeah. good here. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Maybe I'll just buy the building from Harold and uh he'll just stay working here. He, he's my tech guy. He's the guy that owns the building. So I don't see why. Yeah. He's Come like on, really Harold. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's <laughs> let's go, Harold. He's been like so hyped up since I got in this building. I think I kind of brought it life. He like renovated it, got like artwork hanging. I was like, I see you, I see you. So I think I kind of pushed him. Cause uh, he thought I was kind of fucking around when I, you know, he was like, oh yeah, do your little hair out of there. And you know, just blah, blah, blah. And when he saw me like spend like six grand on just like equipment for this, he's like, are you taking this shit serious? I said, dude, I have two businesses in here right now. You know, this ain't a game. Well, like, it's not. I mean, no, I mean, but it's a different that... type of job. It's like a modern day. Like you're trying to be, I'm trying to be a, what a content creator or influencer. Right. So it's like, it's weird. It's like, if I'd have did that with my hair career, I probably would be working for a really big company. Or I have my own, but I don't know. I kind of, you know, fumbled a few things along the way. So it's like, hair, podcast. I'm happy. I, I think pretty, it's... Whether I get paid or not, it's like, it's just awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And um, and hopefully it helps other people. That was the whole, you know, point, right? But that's what you said, like, since day one of yes. explaining it to me is that's what you wanted. And even though I was so <laughs> uncomfortable with right. sharing well, no, that's why I wanted you things like about to, me. Yeah. I it's was, just different, you know, than sure. anything else that I've done so far. And I haven't even been acting that long. I, I started two years ago and it was more of an outlet for me after right. COVID. Right. And after I went through some things the past few years where I just like, I really was just numb and felt like no passion for hair anymore. Right. So like, it was like, okay, well, if you want to get your spark back, like you need to go do something that really like reminds you of like everything that your life has been about or that you've pictured since like you were a child and for me that was like acting and it was like just movies and and television and plays and like it was such a beautiful art to me since since I didn't even know how to explain it and so it was more of an outlet to say like okay like I want to like just dive into it and see like what could be. Fuck yeah. Like, what's the big, take, well, take a chance. Everything's the a water, chance. Yeah. You know, and like, it's not easy at all. Yeah. Well, most people never try. So at least you're try- attempting. Same right. as me. And like, and, and it's like, you know, it requires a lot of dedication. It, right it requires now, a lot of discipline. It does. And you like, have to become obsessed with it. That's what my friend Jeffrey told me. Yes. I don't think you're completely obsessed yet. Well, I can respect you for being able to handle and juggle both businesses because I messed up a little bit of stuff well, in between. Yeah, but yeah. even like, I lost a lot of things in between. That's like a risk. I, yeah, that's a bit. That's like uh, opening a business. My friend uh, Sean at Owens Valhalla. I mean, he lost everything to keep his gym open, and um, I was like, "Whoa!" At the time, didn't experience all of that, and then right. throughout this process, it's been like that. It's been kind of wild. But uh, yeah, but that's kind of like, it's like, are you obsessed enough to like go all the way? Right, exactly. And, and that is, that's hard. It is hard, (laughs) you know, because, but like I said, that's why I respect you because like you're doing great, but thank you. And, but it is not really doing nothing. No, come on. Yeah. But like getting close, I keep saying that to people. They're like, this dude's tripping. I'm like, I mean, I feel like I made it already. I mean, technically. I think so. Yeah. I mean couple more tweaks in here and shit. I think it's great. Yeah. And it's a great environment. Yeah. I think I like this new well, studio like so much. Do you like feel like, you know, since I, you know, obviously I've been wanting you to share your story. 
do you feel like this is a, a vibe that you feel comfortable like speaking in about your life and things like that? Like, yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to create. I feel like people open up in, to me differently once they're in here, which is the whole point. I want them to feel like comfortable and like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's your life, you know, it's your story. So to me, that's special. And hopefully people. Well, it, feel yeah. That. If even if not special, it's, it's just personal. And, For sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's, um, vulnerable state. Yeah, it's vulnerable. And I don't think I would be able to sit here with just anybody. I mean, I think it's not even just about, yeah, I mean, it looks great in here. The right, camera right. equipment, the team that you have, it's right. it's very impressive impressive to me. But, I mean, I'm sitting here with you. Yeah, you thank you. I mean? oh, I'm I mean, grateful. Since day one, like, even before I knew about this, like, before we talked about the podcast, sure. I don't think you told me until, Yeah, like, I think it was week, a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe a week and a half after mm-hmm. us working, which... I mean, we were working, you know, a few days a week, so sure. it was, I kind of got used to you right. very quickly. Yeah, well, um, I started doing the jiu-jitsu shit, and then I was, like, all hyped up about that. Yes. So I was doing all that, like, while doing, <laughs> I don't know, I just jumped, well, I just jumped all over the just place. Had, no, but you have a lot going on, and yeah. and so it was, like, this the podcast didn't come up for a little bit, but when it did, it was, like, I had already gotten comfortable, like, with you, right. because, like, I just think, like, you're just... You're a very honest person, and that that's hard to come by. I mean, honestly, oh for sure. And um, it's got me in a lot of trouble <laughs> being too honest. I I don't think you're supposed to be. I guess like I'm I'm I just tell the truth. Well, I think at the end of the day, that's that's what yeah it takes. Yeah. I mean, to really be vulnerable and like yeah. the truth is like for me, that's truth just, hurts. You know, it does. so whether it's good or bad, you know, ain't that some shit? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, you know, just keep it a little, like, they don't have to know everything. I've learned that through this whole process, too. I spend a lot of time with myself in here, like, painting, hanging stuff. And you realize, like, oh, okay, I need to start doing a little less of this or a little less of that, you know? Yeah, no, I think you kind of, but at the same time, you start to focus on certain things. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I guess I put a lot of focus into this. Yeah. And my hair, I feel like I've been doing hair the best I've ever done it. I just haven't like, you know, people like, oh, you should be doing more stuff with your hair. And I'm like, I am. Just chill out. Because like, I feel like I can never quit doing hair, but I want to use it in a different outlet than I've been using it. And I guess more of like a social media outlet. So I'm figuring something out. And um, I think it's going to be the new thing. Well, Somebody's already kind of beat me to it because I just didn't have the Because, you know, all this takes money. Well, of course. And um, if you wanted to make it look good and like, you know, because kids are so used to like, oh, well, that camera looks like shit, even though they don't realize like how many cameras it took to make that one video, you know? Yeah, and it's um, so everybody's just used to like new now. It has to look the best. So I guess when I do this like next adventure, because I got another one that I'm working on, it has to be like perfect. So this was kind of like the trial error period of like a podcast. Yeah, I always say like you can, you know, Perfect is not always realistic, but you can get close to perfect, you know, but that requires like the right, your heart in it and you're, you know, putting your full mind, body and soul into it. And you only would do that if it's something that you're passionate about. So obviously it's showing for itself just because of, you know, the heart that you have in it, which I think it's good because like it does, I think it will help people, you know, like. Just anything about. I, th- I think it will. I think your story. Lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, we're living in a different, you know, different world, right? Different times. Uh, 
things are more accepted. Like, so your parents were like super cool with you coming on. Like they were, because I know that way we talked about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like how did they feel? Because like, remember I asked you, I didn't know if like you talked to people about this, you haven't. So. Yeah, well, honestly, I was a little nervous about it because um, they have been so supportive the past two and a half years with me acting. Mm -hmm. Um which was so different than when I was younger. Right. Um, so it was kind of crazy that they were supporting me so much acting. And I think it was because I really was throwing myself all into it. Right. And I started to book, even though they were small projects, they were something. And I was bringing home somewhat of a check. And That's so cool. they respected it. And um, that was new for me. Yeah. So, but even then I still have old tendencies to where, yeah, I was nervous. And so I kind of I made sure that I talked to them about it because I want to always respect their privacy, but you know it is my life at the same right, time right. and my experience. And so I kind of brought it up, and and they knew about you from K Roy. Okay. And I think I had mentioned that you had a podcast before, but because the people are always like, "What's your podcast about?" I'm like, "People's life stories." I'm interviewing people, yeah. you know. Absolutely. So did they kind of like know it was like about your life story? No, no. not at first. Well, they. <laughs> we left that part out. That's the part you leave out. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, well, they were like, why do you want to, why do you want to talk to me about right, it? Right, right. What you, you know, going like, on this show for? You like, never. Like, what's the matter? Right. Like you never <clears throat> talk to, you know, you just tell oh, us yeah. after the fact. And I was like, well, I was like, well, this. This show, this episode is about me. Right, right. <laughs> and about like, you what? In my journey. I'm going to act like your mom. About you yeah, what, Tyler? About, yeah, and I'm like, oh, you know. What do you mean, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? I'm just like her, obviously. <clears throat> no, um, but I explained it to them. And, right. And what your podcast means for you. And right. they were worried at first, but at the same time, they, I was shocked, but. Worried is like a parent would should be worried, you know, for, right. about their Which kid. Which we're in a very different place than we were um, many years ago. But, yeah, it was still a little shocking. But both of them, you know, especially my dad, came right out and said, why do you, you, you don't need to ask us. Like, this is, this oh, is your story. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, he was like, you share he your like story, cool your experience. No, he's a very cool dad. And it's just, it's been. Yeah, because. <clears throat> it's been you're, like. You're, Rocky. Right. Well, you know, know, your story to me is going to like help, excuse me, going to help a lot of people that are like going through the same things as you and that you have been through. And uh, like to me personally, like what I thought or what I think about each episode is like somebody out there when they do hear it, if they get a chance to hear it, might be like suffering and they need to like hear what Tyler has to say. And like that's what this whole show was about, what it was created for to help others. And I mean, by no means am I like. So hopefully they're okay with that. <laughs> hopefully, but <laughs> oh, well, since you put it like that, Tyler, go on the show. Right. No, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, but, I mean, so they were okay with it. Yeah, no, they were good with it, and I think that at the same time, like I was nervous about it, just like they would be nervous about it for me. For sure. But no, they were great about it and um, <laughs> very supportive. But what's really funny is when I asked you tonight, I was like, "Wait, this is your first time, like, ever really like." talking about your life you're like yeah i was like oh shit i was like oh okay well besides then i got nervous you got nervous yeah i was like oh shit no i got nervous fuck this up eric 
Okay. You couldn't fuck it up. No, no. <clears throat> no. When it's live one day, well, it, then we can't fuck it up. But uh, right now it's pre-recorded. But I'm going to make sure they don't edit this out. Because this is like the whole part, part about podcasts. And it's natural. It's it's the whole reason I have one. Because I can say what I want. Or do what I want. Almost do what I want. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if, you know, if I don't get a YouTube uh, contract, you know, maybe Rumble will pick me up. You know, I don't know. I heard they're looking for the next Joe Rogan. Well, yeah. might have it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to go for the top, you know. So, like, if I were going to try to be an actor, I'd be, like, trying to go after Brad Pitt, you know. I mean... So yeah, I guess that's how you got to look at it if you want to like continue it, but that's how so. you should, but that's you just know, a suggestion. Yeah, I know. I just, I think I want to savage like, life, <laughs> savage life. No, I just, I think what I shoot for is just to be the best version that I can be at that time. For because sure. Sometimes it's very different. For sure. But yeah, just being the best that you can be. And yeah, no, I think you're doing it. I think. I'm doing it because I was nervous to come on here, yes, but of course it was like there was no question about it. I felt comfortable sitting here with you, but right. um I think you're like one of the strongest people I've ever met, especially like to go through like what you've been through and like what you're going through. I, I don't mean, know about strongest. I mean, I think people have had it a lot, you know, I think there's been a lot worse than me, but at yeah. the same time it's it's not easy for anyone and I mm-hmm. think you know Part of how I kind of warmed up to the fact of not coming on here, but just actually just talking about it in general. Right. I think it was, well, nobody really talked about it when I was younger. Right. And that was kind of the problem. Right. You know, like even if you didn't really know at that age what it what it would mean, it was I couldn't really see anything or anyone like me right. from a very young age. And. So it was kind of confusing because you see, you know, so many things on television, film, and in the magazines, and just in day to day life, especially living in a small town, and there was nothing to connect with. And so, yeah, that's kind of what warmed me up to it was thinking, well, even if I don't think my story is that helpful, maybe just seeing somebody that is like them, right? Maybe would help because, like I said, for a while. It's not until the past few years that there's been a lot more diversity in film and right. television and just in the media in general. And it's just, it's still not even that great, but right. you know, it's a so, process. Hmm. So, you know, I guess, what was that question I asked you? How I wanted to ask you earlier is, uh, you know, like your story, right? So where, where should we start? Like, I guess, uh, has Tyler always been Tyler? Yeah, no, I've always gone by my name. I was born with this name. Um, I was born in 2001, which is weird to say. I feel so old. (laughs) I know. And and the thing is, it even makes me feel weird to say it because it's just, it doesn't seem like that long ago for me, but now it's been. And I told you, I feel like you're an old soul. I was like, man, how are you that young? And just, I feel like you've lived a bunch of lives. So what have you thought about like another name? Um, I mean, like I said, I just, people are like what another name? Another name, yeah. No, it's weird. I mean, like I know some people change their names so easily, but right. for me, it was it was just a little different. I don't know. Like I felt. Some well, I mean, I love it. the name Tyler. But, I mean, you know, but on both, I've met like a lot of like born females that were named Tyler as well, and I yeah. think that's part of it. But at the same time, it was just you're my first one. It was just part of me. My first know. girl, Tyler. Ever. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. That, that I can remember. Yep. 
I mean, I, haven't and I thought met that was that unique many. about you. I was like, you know, because I have a cousin, Tyler. I mean, he looks like a Tyler and I love him. I couldn't imagine being like another name. But when I met you, I was like, she looks like Tyler. Not like my cousin, but you just look like your name should be. It's a good name. Yeah. It's a unique name for a girl. At least I think it is. Yeah. Well, I think I've made, you know, so many not changes in my life, but so many um, choices that have gotten me where I am that along the way, like, it was just, that's what stuck. And right. like, if anything, that was not one of my worries. Was the right. Name. <laughs> yeah. I think it just yeah. it That's actually the easiest thing, right? Yeah. The name was just like, yeah, I've thought about changing it before, but I can never think of anything that would be more important to me right. Right. than what I was given. Because that's special. Yeah, I know. And it's, that's um, beautiful that you think like that, you know, because- you know, when people are going through like the same, you know, what transitions you're going through, it's like they change everything. Yes, a lot changes. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like um, hard. Yeah, I, I, like I don't know if I could have another name. You know, if I wanted one, you know, even like change it from Eric to Zach because my mom wanted to name me Zach. You know, I just want to keep my name no matter what transition I'm going through. Absolutely, and I think it was something that no matter how many changes I was going through because they were necessary. It was like that was something that just stayed the same and it was consistent. Right, right. And, and you needed that in your life. Yeah, because it Because you're about to go through all these changes. All these changes that, right, in my heart I felt were definitely necessary for me. But at the same time, it was a nice, friendly little reminder that I'm not changing into a different person. I'm just who I am. You, you're becoming who you are already. Right, more. exactly. And that's how it was for me. But a lot of people feel differently, you know, right. and, and, but some people like go their whole life and they think, oh, this should have been my name or like, right. or this feels like it connects more with me, but I haven't felt that way yet. So I haven't That's really, awesome. you know. So, so like, <clears throat> man, I'm just, I don't know what the hell's going on tonight. Sorry. It's the weather in New Orleans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or like that. Yeah. It's the weather. Probably need to quit smoking. Um, so like, when did the transitions start? Like, when did you start just, you know, have like, you always felt like this? Obviously. Yeah, yeah, no. So I, at a very young age, I felt this way. Um, and I think when you're young, I don't know. Put it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you really understand w what it means. I mean, if somebody would have like you just feel said, like, right, I just feel how I feel. Yeah. And no, if anybody said like when I was like five, six, seven, like, you know, like I didn't know what the LGBT community was right. or what um, gay men or what trans men. And, you know, those just were not terms that I was familiar with right. in my household. Right. But also just like in the public, in my, like where I was living, like right. that just, it wasn't really shown. So like I knew what I was feeling and, but at the same time, like it, it didn't feel wrong for me, but right. everyone else seemed like it was wrong. Right. So it was confusing. And like, there was nothing to connect that with, like right. connect the dots, but like the dots were all over the place. Like right. I just, and so, I mean, it, it was a long like process of just not knowing and like just feeling like just feelings. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, like from a very young age, I've known that things were different for me. Right. And the world has changed a lot now. Like, you know, I think a lot of people should, I hope they're fortunate. Like it's going through like these changes. It's like, it's accepted because like you said, it's like, this is just the way I've always been. So right. I'm glad to see like the world is like changing their perspective and shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Absolutely. And, I um, think it's 
so much better. Just let everybody like do what they want, like live your life. I mean, this is right. the you know. Well, that's. I mean, that's something. You only that, got one of them. <laughs> well, exactly, and and I think that everybody would think that way, but it's yeah, a lot of people don't. Well, people are people simple don't. minded. A lot of people aren't open minded. Right, and I'm a very open minded person yeah. Most, because yeah. even people that disagree with my lifestyle, like I'm not going to be a hateful person towards them, and right. like. They just you know, don't know better. They don't they, know better. They don't know better, but also at the same time, like I call them, they're not educated. Right, <laughs> not educated, but at the same time, like okay, like yeah, let me. I'll hear you out because that's the kind of person I am. Right, but well, that's the right thing to do. Well, it is, but for them, it's different. And but if you don't want to hear me out and under like try to at least listen to the my way of life or my kind of understanding of things, right? If you don't even want to listen, then I can't. There's no reason for me to like kind of have any kind of connection with you because for you sure. just you're not open enough to even understand. Yeah, they're not going to connect with you. So it kind of it's like talking to a dead horse. Exactly. You know. So like when when did you start first uh like taking like hormones? Like when did you have to start that? Is that something like you Well, that didn't really come into play until later on. Okay. In, so in you went like a long time just without that. Yeah. yeah um, has that yeah. helped in a big way? Obviously, I mean Yeah, in a in a in a way it's helped for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's been a struggle in other ways. Um like probably it's gotta be like on your mental Lot, yeah, right? yeah, most definitely. But more than that, I think just the beginning of it is it's a new like journey in life, not yeah. only like in my head, but through my body For and sure. like through my health journey as yeah. well as like everything else. And yeah, no, for so long when I was younger, like I said, it was, I felt a certain way, but there was no way for me to express it or kind of connect the dots oh, and right. yeah so that didn't come into play until really until just a few years ago right. um when i saw doctors and things like that and kind of connected with what this meant right. for me that's what my friend was telling me today while i was cutting her hair it's like uh like you know there's body dysmorphia dysmorphia yes. so what's the other one called it's um, where like you feel like you're supposed to be like you just not you don't, you're not in the right body dysphoria yeah, dysphoria. Dysphoria, yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. So, so yeah. is that like kind of how you felt? Like that, That's what it started with. Yeah. Well, and from, she explained it to me and I was like, holy yes. shit, I just learned something today. So thank you. Yeah, no, I think, you know, people don't understand. It's like, oh. I learn from our know. customers. That's how I go to school. Well, I mean, we, I mean, you learn so much from clientele. Yeah. Um, I mean, I learned so much from my clientele. That's awesome. So, yeah. I, I mean, learned how to grow up through my clients. It's kind of weird. Me too, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Definitely that. That's like the beauty of the business, I'll be honest. Well, I that's think better so. Than money to it's me. it is better than money. Well, yeah, the connection yeah, and having sure. a good day and actually, yeah. you know, not having a good conversation. Like you 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 learn a lot about just life. It's yeah. good stuff. Absolutely. You know? And usually they're pretty happy. It's just sometimes, you know, so cause it's not like a normal job, you know. It's kinda it's wild. Not. Yeah. Like they trust you. It's very specific. Yeah, it's a specific job title. It's kinda been an honor and a pleasure. Yeah. And so, it means something different for every single person that sits down. That's what I'm trying to do in here. Yeah. Like that's the the next thing, I guess. I guess that's like the thing. Like I got kind of uninspired with hair. And then I feel like this I this can... thing like freaking lit a fire under my ass. I don't no. think I don't think I've ever worked at something this hard. That's why like, you know, you get like a little nervous when you think it's hopefully it works out, but I think know. it's working out just yeah. fine. <laughs> 
I think it's pretty cool. So how do you feel about like being here and talking and. Yeah, no, I feel good about everything. I mean, I feel like I said, I feel comfortable with you. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm in a safe place. I know that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, cause this is like, so this is like your first time ever, like just really sharing your story of your. Transition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Besides like, you know, I think. I'll be honest. I had no idea. Really? In the beginning? Yeah. Like when you first met me? Yeah. And then like, you know, some of my customers would be like, and I was like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, dude, they were like, you know, because they would ask me. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but, you know, to me, I've always just kind of seen you as like Tyra, the chick. Like, I've never thought anything else. So I was like, well, whatever she's doing, it's working. You know what I mean? And I know, like, you know, just like with my friend Cam, like, you know, she's I've watched her go through these transitions since uh, I think she's 20 now, which is I feel so goddamn old. I mean, I've been cutting her hair since six years old, maybe, you know, so I've seen everything and uh, to like learn so much different about, you know, from her today. And when I was like, okay, you know what I'm talking to Tyler, you know, what should I ask? Like, what can I ask? Like, what do you feel? Because, you know, I think there was even a point during her, her transition when I might've said something one day at the shop and then like stopped her from wanting to come to me. And then when I said, yeah, but, but I had zero idea and it wasn't like anything bashing, I think it was, you know, I'm from the West Bank, so I kind of get like, you know, rowdy when I talk and stuff like that. And I think I kind of like freaked her out. And so when I cut her mom, yeah, she was like, you know, Cam was like, you know, it's not that she don't love you. She was, I guess, kind of nervous around you. And I was like, was I hostile? You know, because I'm like a pretty, you know, so when she told me that, I like texted her one day. And this was like years later. I'm not just talking about like, and this is a person you know, and you know, because you feel like, well, what did I do for them not wanting me to cut their hair? Like, you know, kind of that's one of the other shitty things about the business. It's like you don't really, it's when somebody stops now. coming to you, like, I take it personal because that's like my yeah. livelihood. Well, you can't really not take it personal. Right. Even though people say don't take it personal, it's a little rough. It's like losing a little piece of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you care enough to make them feel the best that they can when yeah. they leave. Yeah. You're giving a piece that's... of yourself, like, to everybody. Well, it's very, yeah. You got 20 customers. You just gave them 20 pieces of Tyler. It's a lot of energy exchange, for sure. Yep. They got enough sweets for the day. (laughs) That was funny. No, it was. (laughs) So, like, so now, like, what age did your, like, because obviously, like, what did your folks say? Like, what, like, how did they feel? Yeah, so, um. Supportive, non-supportive, because they sound fucking awesome, so. Well, yeah, no, they. I think a big thing in anything like this that is new mm-hmm. um, or newer for anybody, you know, there's sure. still a lot of people in our area and our generation and just people in general that are unfamiliar with this, for sure. um, which is okay. That's not, that's not necessarily the problem. It's more or less, okay, focusing on what does it mean for that person and why is like their journey, you know, it's not like, they chose this, yeah, you know, for sure. Um, because I didn't, I didn't, wouldn't have chose this if it was going to be this hard. I would have just yeah. chosen, you know, to live yeah. what I was technically born with or how I would have technically been raised. Right, right, right. You know, because who wants to go the hard way? I mean, well, that's what not I, many people. Well, well, that's what I asked my friend uh, Dylan, who I've been knowing for a long time, and. Uh, you know, back then he was like, why would I like choose this life? You know, cause he grew up Catholic mm-hmm. and he's like, I, why yeah. would I choose like to, you know, if 
if this is a sin and I'm going to hell for it, why would I choose that? And that shit like hit me like a ton of bricks. And ever since then, I was like, all right, so you just born like that. It's like, it's something up there. Just like people that like touch little kids. Like, yeah, it's fucked up, but it's like, that's just how they were born. Like they can't, like, it's, there is no other way. Like right. they, you never thought about it. It's just, this is how I, I, I can't help it. It's, it's, yeah. So it's hard it's, for people to grasp. It's kind know? of like built into your. Yeah. It's just you. Your, it's your exactly. programming. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, there's, there's been some people that have had like, um, you know, things happen to them, like, you know, and then maybe you, they can imprint on that person, you know, sometimes. But, uh, so there's like cases of that, but like, I guess chromosome or whatever, it's like, it's just, it's genetics and science. It can be definitely, definitely genetics. Yeah. And yeah, no, that was similar to my experience as well, because at a very young age, yes, no, I felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I mean, it started, I guess, whenever I can look back to an age I can remember um, or like have a grasp of like memory. Right. And it was like maybe like four or five. Right. And I know that's still pretty young, but well, that's I remember kind of, shit since I was a baby. Yeah. People think I, it's weird. I know it. And people do think it's weird. And there's they're like, thing, oh, you heard stories. And yeah, no, like, yeah, it's, maybe it's, I heard a lot of stories, but I also can remember fragments right. of. Well, no, they call that something. Like when you can remember pieces of your brain, like childhood, like that young, there's a, there's a scientific term for that. I didn't know that. I think we're special. I just found out what my personality is. I'm I'm an advocate. Well, there we go. I I went all this time without knowing, but I guess. I just found out. So you would, you know, I'm normal then. Yeah. No, no, no. There's 17 of them. I'm sure you're in there somewhere (laughs) or you might have an 18 one. I don't know. I don't know. So, so, um, when you started like saying, Hey there's this thing available. Cause like, you know, you're, you're in a generation where it's like, it's easy. It's like, it's, it's a blessing, you know, to like get there quicker than let's just say, you know, the other half. Right. And, um, which I learned about too. And I was like, man, this is so wild. So what's that been like for you to be able to like have that opportunity to like start that transition finally with the dysphoria, you know, cause I've had body dysmorphia. I mean, I still do. That's why I did bodybuilding. Right. Didn't want to be fat. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like, what's it like to feel to be able to do that and start that transition? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's definitely a day by day process. And, and I might feel differently as, you know, every day, diff- differently. Sure. Um, but I think from a very early age, like I said, it was, I couldn't express myself. I didn't know how to express myself. I just knew I did not feel any kind of connection with any kind of masculine right. tendencies right. from the age that I can remember of being like four or five. Right. And at that age, that's the age that like, you know, your parents are like dressing you right. and they're kind of like, you know, if you were born that way, like that's how right. they're, they're just putting what yeah. they think should go on the boy, what they think should go on the girl. Exactly. Yeah. And like, so it started off that way and I didn't really connect with, you know, my clothing or things like that, but it was more mental as well. Like I right. didn't connect with that many men in my life. Right. It, well, really I didn't connect with men in general, but a few men in my life I did, you right. know, like my grandfather and with my father at some points in my life I did connect, but overall it was, a lot of feminine energy that really spoke to me at a young age That's what's up. and um, not only in myself, but just attracted me in general, you know, my gotcha. grandmother is being very strong and my mom as well. And so it started off that way, just not really feeling right in my body or looking maybe at my mom at a young age, like when, 
you know, she would help me out and like, you know, do things like any mom would do, right. you know, like, and of course, like seeing her and just like maybe wondering like, why don't I look like mom? You right. know, like that's what I was thinking on my head. Mm-hmm. And of course their answer was like, well, because you're a boy, right. you know, like, right. of course you're not going to look like me. Right. You right. know? And it and was kids like, ask those kind of questions all the fucking time. Like right. kids ask crazy shit. Well, yeah, because it's, it, it because it's all new. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, kids. Yeah. yeah. They don't like, I, I, yeah. Keep going. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> was, that's like, I thought about that when I was a kid, I was like, did I remember all kids? Like you think, when you tell a kid something, they should know better. Well, right. But they're still learning. Like, did well, you know that at that age? And just, right. Yeah. And also Probably because not. you're still learning, like, yeah, it's weird. Would Growing you like, hard. would you come up with those feelings if you didn't really like, right. you know, it, it, it's, it's hard enough to raise kids the right way. Like why add, why would they add pressure? You know? So it's like, no, it's just, this is how it is. It's right. Like, yeah. So yeah, no, I definitely felt like there was this part of me that was different and there was a part of me that was like missing. It was okay. like, it was like, I felt like I could relate to my personality in a way or like my life. And I enjoy, I enjoyed it at some points, but I felt like I was like, my heart and my soul was like in something like in a person that like I kept looking at in the mirror and it just didn't, it didn't seem right. Like to me at all. It didn't like when I looked in the mirror for so long, like just for many, many years of my life, it was like, I didn't know who was staring back at me. Like it just didn't make sense. And everything growing up, especially in my early years of elementary and, you know, going into middle school, like I didn't understand why I was put into these stereotypical roles and fashion and you know like oh I should be playing sports and it's frowned upon because I'm not and you know and religion was a big part of it as well I think you said that with you know your friend said something that is similar to that but my father was very religious and coming from more of a non-denominational kind of church aspect but my mother was catholic okay and I was familiar with both but both kind of scared me at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I grew up the same way, Catholic. Yeah. And I uh, kind of went to non-denomination. Yeah. And so, you know, both very different, but also kind of stemming into the right, dip, yeah, like, like, same areas. They're, they're all scary because, like, you feel like there's a lot of rules. <laughs> right. You and, know, and then sometimes you're like, well, these are some kind of fucked up rules. Right. You know, absolutely. Depending on people's situation, you know, well, you, can't, you know, right. Right. And depending on the church and everything like that nowadays, but back then it was, you know, it was very confusing because yeah. not only just kind of understanding what religion was and what it meant, it was my parents kind of came from two different kind of walks of, yeah. of that same path. So it was very much like a teeter totter situation of like, my dad's beliefs, my mom's beliefs, my dad's beliefs were stronger. And since a very young age, like anything that pointed more feminine, like I'm talking anything, like literally anything that just stood out from the stereotypical male child, Mm -hmm. it was like, it was wrong. And like, you're wrong. And you're going to hell, like definitely. Like if that's like the life that you like think, like even if it was something small, like if it was considered like feminine or like gay at all, like, or anything like back then that they would consider it, it was like, it was just 
very frowned upon. So mm. I spent most of my young, young years. That was like, your dad's side or your mom's side? That was my dad. Um, not my dad's side, but like, well, like my like father's the, the, the influence. Religion. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. my father was non-denominational. Gotcha. And, but my mom kind of like a lot of times in our younger years of me being raised, my mom kind of followed the leader, which at that time in her generation, like I can't blame her for it. Right. I get um, it. She decided to have a family younger and that was her choice. And she's been a great mother, but at some points in the very beginning, she did kind of follow my father's lead and right. what his lead was at that point in life and not knowing what this meant for me and what it meant for my life. It was very sinful. And I spent most of my childhood thinking I was going to hell, like most definitely. And, and not understanding and spending many, many nights praying that I wouldn't feel this way and that I could just be quote unquote normal. Because of course, if I could choose the easy way, it was, it was going to be that. But I knew definitely early on that, no, this is, I'm going to be something different. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be different. And it's probably going to be hard. And so my early on years was like very hard for me. And every time I expressed myself in any feminine way, whether it be like watching television that was more like girly cartoons. Watching chick flicks. Watching chick flicks, watching, you know, um, like girly cartoons. Like playing with my sister's toys instead of like army soldiers sure, and like things GI like Jews, that. Yeah. yeah, I was playing with Barbies and I was curious wanted, with all of them. Well, was, yeah. But kids can be kids and they oh, yeah, that might sure. not always mean And I have three sisters, so shit was like kinda right by me. Right. And my sister I have a sister and a older sister and a right. younger brother. And right. at that time in my life I looked up to my sister so much and and I felt a sense of comfort like hanging out with her and playing with her with that those kinds of toys and right. like those those kinds of movies with the that kind of you know element to it but it was like not okay at all and and I was so scared most of the time because I just felt like everything I was doing was wrong and I didn't want to you know but it was just it was hard and like and not really knowing what a relationship with any kind of God would mean for me or like you know, religion, it was like, I was put so much, it was like, I was forced into like all these different kinds of confusing beliefs. And it was like, before I could even come to terms with what that would mean for me, I had an understanding of, well, I'm just, I'm living the wrong way. Right. And, um, so for many years, that's how it was. And, you know, I don't want to bash my parents, but it was, it was hard and they didn't understand and not many people did. But right. I can definitely say, like, my grandmother, for sure, my Grammy, she, um, my Grammy and my Mimi, which are my my dad's mom and my mom's mom, right. um, they were big influences from a child, like a young child. Right. Even though my mom kind of followed my dad's lead with everything that he said was wrong, my Grammy and my Mimi, for sure, like, it was like when I went to their house, Oh yeah, it was like they were like, they turned the eye, like, mm-hmm. they were like, just... Just, you know, do what you want. Right. You know, my Grammy would like. Let it be. Yeah. Like I would go in my Grammy's like closet and like try on her high heels. Right. And her dresses and like, like play with her makeup or do her makeup. And like, 
definitely I knew that that wouldn't be like talked about in like when I went home, you know, mm -hmm. but like for some reason, like she was okay with it and she didn't say anything about it. And, right. and if it was brought up, it was just, it's fine. Like, you know, like, so she knew just since day one, well, she just knew something was different and, right. and also just let me be a kid and both of them did. And, um, and like I said, I didn't know what it meant for me at that time. I just knew that's what was I was interested in. Right, right. And I was not interested in anything that most of boys were at my age were interested in. So that's how it went on for so long. It was kind of like me wanting, you know, as right. a child to sway that way and like right. fighting the current back and forth. Right. But when I got into middle school, that's kind of when things like took a turn, mm -hmm. I think for sure, because I wasn't really like a small child anymore right. where the other kids kind of just went with the flow. It was now, you know, like there's different kids of different walks of life with different types of parents and, and homes that know different things. Right. And, and I was bullied a lot in middle school and, and it was so confusing for me because I was fighting, like I said, it felt like I was fighting the current so hard. It was like, no matter what they called me, you know, it was like, no, I'm not like, you know, right. like I'm just, and it, at the end of the day, it was like, I am who I am. But like, no, that's, why are you trying to force that down me? Like, why are you, how are you saying, like, how are you going to tell me who I am? Right. Like right. when you don't know anything about me. Right. And kids were cruel for sure. Kids are still cruel. Kids, kids can be bad. They can be horrible. And it's what they learn from home, you know, unfortunately. Well, and sometimes it's now as an adult, I understand that like, you know, sometimes they're miserable in their own lives For and sure. they just yeah. take it out on oh, someone yeah. else. Oh, yeah. Usually when you're bullied by somebody, it's because they're getting fucked with at home. Absolutely. Yeah. And I dealt so, with a bunch of them, too. Yeah. yeah. Catholic school, actually. First grade. Well. Got picked on and kindergarten. Yeah. So, well, I started in Catholic school, too. I went, I kind of swayed toward my mom's grade. side and did Catholic school, I think, preschool through mm -hmm. maybe not that long maybe like third or fourth grade yeah, yeah it was third grade i got, I I got uh, asked to leave in first grade they didn't like me so I went to public see school. and in third grade that's when i kind of reached my limit and they were like i don't think we can help yeah like, this one you're not uh they can't help you because uh you know they don't want to deal with you like you know they, right. they want to deal with my adhd right so. well they uh, yeah exactly yeah, and so. for me it was like i had add and like mm -hmm. yeah i needed a little extra help with the teachers right for sure, yeah, for sure yeah, yeah and i had focusing issues definitely as a child but they knew something was different and they didn't want that there. I could tell like it was just right. Didn't fit the narrative. It didn't fit the narrative. And I think my mom also kind of knew that at some point too, because <laughs> even though I was different at home, it was, it's different when your child is like in a, in a school where maybe like maybe they're treated a certain way because right. of something. Yeah. Even if you can't explain it. Yeah, It's not cool to be, have your kid picked on. No. And it's not, cool I don't think any parent wants that, you know, no matter yeah. like if their kid can play ball, not play ball, you know, feel like this, feel like that. Like nobody, like most parents, you know, you got yeah. the ones that are like just hardcore. They're like, oh, that's not right. No. So you got those, but those parents were raised by probably a fucked up parent. So it's like hurt people, hurt people, you know? Exactly. And yeah. And even, even when my parents knew that I was going through um, bullying and things like that, they were very, you know, um, understanding with me and, and supportive and, and very sympathetic towards what I was going through. Right. But it wasn't a long time before they kind of 
accepted what it was that I was going through, which was why maybe I was kind of targeted more. Right. And it wasn't until middle school, probably, um, probably like sixth, seventh grade, you know, most of my life from then I was mostly hanging out with like female friends in school. Um, so that was like probably why I was picked on a lot because I didn't have right. many guy friends. Right. Didn't connect with many guys at my age. Most of them were immature. Sure. I was a quiet kid. Like I liked to just go to class, worry about myself, like maybe have some laughs with my friends. Right. And like, but I was picked on a lot. And and that hurt me and it hurt my family and it was confusing. So I went through most of middle school with, you know, not understanding the labels that were put on me. And then around eighth grade, I was like kind of, you know, like going through those changes in life at that age and and hormones and everything like that. And, yeah, I started to sway one way or another. Right. You know, I wasn't attracted um, to like that much masculine energy. It was all very feminine for me. And so, you know, like that's kind of where it started, eighth grade. And did you ever go through depression? Definitely. Right. Most of those years were very lonely years. I kind of described them, I think, because I had, meanwhile, I had a good supportive family and a mm -hmm. very big family, a right. matter of fact. And I was shown love and I was given everything I needed. But at the same time, I felt so alone because mm -hmm. they didn't understand what was going through my head. And I honestly felt like I was like sick. It was almost right. like I felt like I was sick or something like right. Because everybody's looking at you differently. It's a lonely road. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like I said, when, when I was younger, like, we didn't have any kind of, like, LGBT on the TV. And, like, if it was on TV, like, it was, like, made fun of in my household or, right. like, you right. know, like, neglect, like, turn the channel off. Like, what what the fuck is that shit? Right. Like, right. you know. Um, how How is it now? Now? Well, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with my eighth grade year and, like, transitioning into high school gotcha. which it was really it was kind of like really bad at that point right um i was going through a lot of bullying and then at that point when i was kind of deflecting those mm -hmm. emotions it was like then i kind of started to yeah i started to understand like yeah i am kind of attracted to everything feminine i think i feel more feminine in my own body right i feel like more attracted to masculine energy like in a romantic way, things like that. And so it was kind of hard for me because I was like, damn, like I can't control this now. Like, right. it's not like it's going to go away. And it was so just getting stronger. it was just getting stronger. And like, I didn't know how to deal with it. Mm. So I went into my first year of high school, very nervous. How and old were you? When I entered high school, I think I was 15. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I was 15 my freshman year I think and um my freshman year it was it was good um for some parts there was a lot of weight lifted from the immaturity that was in middle school right during those years but I was at that point so lost and so confused and just so broken honestly because I just I was changing into something that I didn't know how to control and how to get help and how to even talk about. And I had floated through so many different friends. I didn't have any true friends. Right. And it was like, even though me and my mom had a great relationship at home, like 
you know, like putting dinner on the table or like watching TV together, you know, like binging the nanny, like that was our thing, but I couldn't talk to her about that. So I hid so much and it was a lot of weight. So I think that really affected me in my freshman year. And at that point I just, I didn't really want to like go on anymore. I didn't even see myself like, I looked at, I I kind of like put myself in perspective, like, okay, you're a freshman now. Like, do you see yourself in 12th grade? Not really. Like, do you, like, what would you want to do? Like, go to college? Like, I don't know. Like, do you see yourself, like, getting married, having kids? Like, just all these questions. Right. And honestly, I didn't think I would even, like, live that long. Like, that's how my, like, mind worked. What did you think was going to happen to you? Well, I just thought, like, I'm just not, this is just not what I want. Like, I, because at that point, it was, I was too young to, like, defend, not defend myself, but I was too young to, like, do my own thing. Right. Yeah. I'm not an adult yet. Fight for your right type shit. Right. But at the same time, I wanted to rebel because, like, I couldn't control it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you were a teenager at that point. That's why I was asking you how old, because, like, the hormones are pretty fucking crazy. Right. So at that point, I was not on anything um, like hormone therapy related. I was just experiencing every hormone that your typical like male child would experience. And it was just very wrong to me. And it was scary. So like I went through all those changes and like not liking them. Right. And feeling so different and and gross. And and it was just a lot of dysmorphia. Yeah. But I just decided like I don't think like this is for me. Like I don't really see myself like getting happy at this point, like and enjoying my life. Like if I have to live for everyone else, like why am I here? Right. So like, yeah, I definitely got really depressed at that time. And that was probably like 2015, 2016, something like that. So so what changed? Well, I definitely um, went through a rough patch and, I actually had an overdose that happened when I was 15 or 16. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's it's very like a much like a part of my life that I kind of in a way blocked out for a few years. Yeah, and the then brain it's does like, that when it goes through trauma. It, yeah. um, it actually makes you forget things. I blocked it so out for the first like two years and then like Did started you try to, to remember it or you just blocked it? It was like I blocked it and I and I did remember it. But like at the same time, I didn't let myself like touch on it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't let myself feel it or really know what it meant for me right? because it still was hard for me, even though my family, like, you know, like I had an overdose of painkillers and, and it was, it was around the time, like things were getting really bad. I was, it was hard to control my, right. my feelings and, and at school, I, maybe I was expressing myself more, but it was all negative right. backlash. Right, right, correct. So like I was you getting, were being who you want to be and you were getting yeah, right. bullied. Or, right. Because I could only be the way I wanted to be at school. So it was like I had to. Yeah. But at the same time. Express like, yourself. Right. But yeah. at the same time, every like, especially the guys and I like, it was just I was so scared and like they were so mean and but it was worth it because like it wasn't my parents. Right. You know? Right. Like I can just ignore them. Right. But it got very, very like heavy. And like it was hard to ignore some of those things. And then oh, yeah. 
you know? I mean, you want people to like you, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want the whole world to, like, just be like, uh, and you know what I'm saying? As long as they're not my parents. So it's like, you know, it was shitty. Yeah, and I was definitely, a, like, a kid that, like, I wanted to be liked. I wanted yeah. to be a kind person, you know? What sign are you? I'm a Capricorn. Okay, yeah. I'm not the typical Capricorn. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm a Virgo, so we feel like that, too. We feel like we just want people to like us. Yeah, and I, well, I just want to be kind in life. And so when people weren't kind to me, I just was... It was kind of confusing. Mm. And so I had the overdose. Um, it was basically kind of revolving around me um, sharing with my parents, like, like basically like a cry for help. Like, I think I might feel this way. I know I probably told you that this is not what I felt before, right. but I kind of like, this is what I think it is. And they were just, they were like, they were nervous. Like they were. Were they, nervous, like nervous, angry. For you? Well, I think at the end of the day, they were nervous what this life might mean for me and the struggles gotcha. I would go through. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But at the like same worried time, worried for you. Right, worried for me. Yeah. But it didn't come out that way. Gotcha. At all. Oh, you're right. It was like. What I meant to say was, yeah. Right. And I've done that. You know, I, sometimes I don't know how to say what I'm trying to tell you in right. my head. And so, yeah, I took it very negatively. And as a 15 year old, like, right. you know, your parents are telling you, like, well, I don't know if this is going to be okay, like, this is all new for me now. Like I have to talk to your dad about it. You know, like this is, I can't, I just can't believe this. Like, you know, like, do you want to go to hell? Like, you know, like, like why would you want that? That's like, just so like, just very degrade. Like it's just very degrading. Like, but it's because like at the time they didn't know better. Right. They weren't educated. And they probably came like from a religion aspect that, that was very, it was very frowned upon and it's then a generation in, mm-hmm. and it like that's a all a stronger generation of, of religion of than, course and now you know and yeah so that was what it was but yeah no i had an od and then after that my parents were like how can we help you like i don't want to lose you blah 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 and it was like we still had a long way to go at that point but right. it started but it woke to, them up but it woke them up and, and did it, it wake you up it did because i knew at that point, like it was, it was pretty bad. Like I was in the hospital for a few weeks. Yeah. Like, but how did you feel? Like, what did you, when you woke up, like, what was the first thing you thought about? The first thing I can remember was like the nurse, like actually waking up for the first time, like in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I couldn't talk because I had a breathing tube down my throat. Mm. And so they gave me like a little whiteboard. And the first thing I wrote was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I actually don't want to die. Right. And I think it was me saying, like, no, I don't want to die. I just want to be myself and not be judged for it. And even if I don't know how to explain it, like, I don't feel like I should have to explain it. I just want to be able to just feel be yourself. and yeah. be me. Yeah. And so did, that's... Did you see anything? Yeah, well, it was it was hard. Like, like do you it, remember, like, when you blacked out? It was, like, fragments. Like, I hadn't... Right. Cause I mean, I, like, you were out for a couple, I mean, a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like... I had taken like a lot of medication and I had passed out. I was like having seizures and I can remember like while having the seizures, like oh, wow. the, like, um, the EMS, mm-hmm. like I can remember them like fragments of like blacking out to like seeing her to blacking out, like, and oh, just wow. remember her tell me like, you know, stay with me. Like, you know, like asking me questions, you know, and, it was just a, like a very bright light. And, and I don't hmm. remember much from that because 
That's wild. Yeah, no, it, it was crazy. And a matter of fact, my dad like was the one like doing like CPR on me, mm-hmm. like until the ambulance got there. And that just shows how much he does care about me. Oh, for sure. But at the same time, like, you know, I didn't know that in my head, yeah. you know, of, of what it meant. It was, it was just very confusing. So yeah, no, when I woke up, it was like, no, I don't want to die. Right. But from that point, like being in the hospital for like a few weeks, like, you know, with the tube down my throat, then getting that pulled out and thinking like, oh, it's time to go home. Like mm-hmm. I missed my bed and then realizing, well, shit, I'm not going home. Like right. I'm going to the loony bed. <laughs> yeah, is that what you thought? Yeah. Well, that's what was going to happen. Yeah. And I can remember my mom like coming and saying, like, I'm sorry, like, I want you to come home, but you need to get better. Right. And I was like, shit, like, what can I say? Like, I, you know, <laughs> I just want to go home. Right. But no. I ended up, you know, in a facility and it was, it was scary. There was a lot of kids there that were different than me that were going through different things, whether it be drugs or like abuse or like maybe they were like abusive. So it was like very different for me and I was a very sheltered child. So that definitely was a turning point. And then when I got out of the hospital, especially when I returned to school, like six weeks later, whatever it was. Um, I kind of decided even without like really realizing it, like just fuck this. Like, like I could have literally died last week. Like, right, come on. like right, honestly, right. like, and shit, like, and I'm like, I'm put too pussy to like actually yeah. try it again. Yeah. Fuck everybody. I'm too pussy to try it again. So I might as well just be me. Yeah. Y'all gonna have to deal with it. Exactly. Deal so, with Tyler. Yeah. So it was a lot of years in high school. Um, just being the flamboyant one and, mm-hmm. and still very much male presenting, but just on my, on my way. Yeah. And, um, along the way, the like, life. yeah, living my, living my life to whatever it was. And it was hard, you know, like my parents, like, especially even after like the OD, like it wasn't like things were perfect, mm-hmm. you know, like when I started wanting to wear more feminine clothes or makeup, it was like, oh, those were really hard points in my life of right. judgment and not understanding right. and just like emotional turmoil. But like at some point I just stopped caring and like I was a very closed off person and it, and it sucks, but I think I had to like just like be kind of numb and just be like i don't even care anymore right like you can put me out on the street but like i'm like if i want to my wear like my hair this way right or if i want to get it cut this way or if i want to go get a manicure or something like right. you know like i don't care what you think anymore right and like that was hard because they took it as like you don't respect me right. you know like you don't you don't feel any kind of respect of making me comfortable and I was like, well, shit, you don't, make, you're not, letting me, be you're not me. letting me be comfortable. Do you think I feel comfortable in like right. a pantsuit, like, right. like a suit and a tie? Like, what the fuck? Like I went to my like first prom, like so confused, like, like in a kind of like, in a kind of a tux, like, but also wearing like full on makeup and my hair was a little longer and I put it up but, right. and I had a heel on, but like nobody was happy with it except me. I felt like a badass bitch, but yeah, like everyone Sounds else, like you like, was. it was just like a lot of ignoring the guys. But I think a lot of had to do with it was the did later you have a problem by yourself. I did. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But I think I would have went with you. That'd have been cool. <laughs> Shit. 
I actually got to kind of you, redo. Nobody um, asked you out. Like you didn't have one one bite. No, because it was just it was different. Like I wasn't bullied as much like with, oh, with high school. Gotcha. Towards but the at end. the same time, like there was nobody that like there was not many people like me still. So like gotcha. it was like the if probably if anybody was asked at that time like who was the gay one who was the the gotcha. trans one or who was mm-hmm. the like they knew me gotcha. like I was the one was that a small school it wasn't that small of a school hmm, okay, it just yeah. kind of like you know and I knew a few other people yeah but because of how I kind of decided to like live my life and like do your thing do my thing like it was like everybody was kind of looking and I just, I didn't even really notice. Like, oh, I was just like, whatever. Cool. Like, Yeah, so you were just in your own zone. In my own zone and making, like, somewhat of a reputation for myself that maybe now I don't even care for, but it right. was what it was. <laughs> right, I mean, hey, I, mean, I think you might have sabotaged your little life over there a little bit. A little yeah. bit. A lot of, like, bad decision making on those early years. But well, I think. I think you're learning. Yeah. You know, and it's like you might have been uh, resenting some people. And still so confused yeah, in high sure. school because I was more feminine, but at the same time, I wasn't where I wanted to be right. like at all. And like my best friends, like, you know, because I went, like I said, I went through a lot of time without like having friend, like true friends, like knowing right. what true love and friendship meant. Right. And like there was this girl I can remember like, and like my, I could remember her from years of middle school and she was just so confident and like, you know, like just didn't really care what anybody thought. Like some people might've called her the mean girl or like the popular girl or whatever right. it was, but something about her was just so strong to me. Like no matter who called her, what names, like she like just embodied it hmm. and didn't care. And so I spent a lot of my like younger years, like just kind of like, keeping the eye right and then like my freshman year like especially when I got out the hospital like I went back to class and we had a class together and I was like shit like I'm gonna make her my friend and in fact I'm not only gonna make her my friend I'm gonna ask her for help because like right maybe she can help me just like be more like confident in my skin be a bad bitch be a bad bitch and she sounds like one yeah so from freshman year on like she is my best one of my best friends to this day how did you feel like she wanted to be your friend is that a great feeling did you feel like it was well it was confusing because i still kind of was presenting more male so at the same time like their parents were like kind of like confused about like me coming over and and they weren't always inviting me to like the girl sleepovers and things like that right right but like like she like Sophia like that's her name she yeah. like really shout out Sophia. yeah shout out Sophia she like she didn't care like and at some point that's like awesome. I think she realized like this person cares a lot about me and like we started spending more time together right and through like our friendship like she pushed me and she was like that's all awesome. come on girl like I at one point like I was only wearing like clear nail polish and she was like let's do a sparkle and I'm like no girl I can't do a sparkle like <laughs> I can't I can't and she's but like I want to but I want to and she like a little bit a little bit yeah she pushed me to do some of those things which without wow. her support I wouldn't wow. have had anyone so wow. it was like it's pretty pretty powerful yeah so it's like at the time my parents probably hated her for doing right, that right but when I was with her, I felt her embrace who she is. Yeah. But at the time, like I felt like an energy with her that like was like nothing else. And so, yeah, a great friend. And then in my senior year, um, which I, 
I skipped a year because I was like, I have got to get out of here. Like mm. I have got to be like an adult and like decide like my own choices and make my own way, make my own money. Right. And so I decided like, I'm going to just make as many credits as I can and like just skip. So I moved from like being a sophomore to a senior and I skipped a class. So I wasn't with Sophia anymore and I was really nervous. And at that point I was becoming a lot more feminine and it was nerve wracking for me, especially like with some male teachers at the time. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, you know, I could tell like I was looked at differently and it was hard. Even the bullying, like when it stopped and wasn't as bad, like it was still a struggle. But my senior year, I met my next closest friend to this day, which her name is Maddie. And Shout out, man. Yeah. And she, from that standpoint of having both of them, they were like, Tyler, like, I know, like, you feel this way about this and you feel that way about this. But, like, what does that maybe mean for you? Like, would you rather us, like, call you she? Like, right. is that what you're going for, you know? And nobody would have ever asked me that, ever. Like, I didn't even want to ask myself the question. Like, I knew that's probably where it was going. Mm -hmm. But, like, nobody was ever interested enough. And I never felt comfortable enough with somebody to maybe say yes and be mm -hmm. honest. But I was honest with them. And I said, yeah, girls, like, even if you can't do it in public, like, maybe, like, yeah, maybe we can start trying it. Like, I would be, that would make me really happy. And so they started calling me she and using the pronouns that I'd liked. And um, that's kind of where it started from there. And how'd that make you feel? It made me feel like I was actually like a real person, you know, because I really just did not feel comfortable or have any kind of like recognition with the pronouns I was using and with mm -hmm. the gender I was kind of stuck with. And so it, it gave me kind of hope. Right. So, yeah, I pushed a lot through those years and tried to educate myself and my family and and switch things around. And right. with the struggles I had with the OD and everything like that, along with a lot of, you know, arguments and fights and confusion, it was like every argument we had, like, almost kind of made a difference. Right. Right. It was like kind of like unraveling. And it was like, okay, the years, the years went on. And then slowly, like, there was other people in the news, in the media that might be transgender. Or right. it was slowly becoming a little bit more um, kind of, like, just recognized right. in day-to-day -day life, which at one point it just felt like it wasn't. And so, yeah, I mean, I just, I really just pushed to be myself. And luckily, eventually, after a long like road it was like they they are now like on my side and they understand more than ever now and and I think I understand more than ever now right that it was like this is just me yeah like and it's crazy because I've been with so many doctors with certain issues or checkups and it's funny because like a lot of like my health and stuff like lead me to the doctors like being like that's not normal for like a biological male like that oh you have this that's not normal like for you know a biological male like before I even started my hormones and which was the year after high mm -hmm. school um like I could not like have kids like I went to go like do like some kind of banking at like 
you know, that's kind of the process of our first appointment was like explaining, like, you know, once you start hormone therapy, um, you can't like you, you won't be fertile anymore. Right. And like your chances of having a kid will be gone. So at a young age, like I wanted to have a kid, like right. I like just like kind of like wanted that, like looked at that, like as it was like almost like a challenge, but also like something in my life that would be just great, like having a kid and like, and not judging them for anything and just letting them be them and kind of it would be kind of healing for me. Right. And at a young age, I knew that. So when I got tested and everything like that, and I was just completely sterile and like had no chance of having kids. And like, it was just crazy to me because like, why? Like, especially if I was put in this body, like right. why couldn't I do like what I was technically supposed to be able to do? And so that was frustrating. And then along the way, like a lot of other things didn't add up. So like it really can come down to genetics and sometimes right. like chromosomes mix up at the last minute. And like doctors are so advanced now that they can test for some of these things. And it's like sometimes like genuinely like this is just who this person is. Right. And why can't we accept them? You know, yeah. why can't we just let them be them, even if it might be different? Right. So I think a lot of my like past few years has been like a struggle and like in a journey and open communication with my family and trying to educate them and educate myself and, and just yeah. take it day by day. I mean, the first day I met you, I was like, you know, she looks like Tyler. You just do, you know, and uh, I've never thought of you any other way. You know, I told you, I thought you were special since I met you and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess. You know, one day people will kind of wake up. You know, people are waking up more and more, you know. Again. Definitely. I mean, I think one big thing. It's hard out here, you know. It's hard out here, this thing called life. <laughs> and everybody's journey is, is individually hard for their own reasons. And that's why I feel like, yeah, that's definitely why I decided. Like, besides the fact that I felt comfortable talking with you, I think it was interesting to come on here and maybe say some of these things that, yeah, no, like, I just hope people, like, kids especially know, yeah. like, that things can change. And, yeah. like, no, not every parent is going to be as, um, is going to be yeah. able to change as much as mine did. Right, right. But at the same time, like, there's got to be hope out there. For sure. You know, like, with the way I felt with my suicide attempt and, and the way the kids right now are, like, oh, sad. Yeah, there's so yeah. many kids, like, I have family yeah. members and, like, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Like they, they just don't, it's, they're not like as it's, I hate to say they're not as strong, but like, it's just seems like it's not that easy for them to just kind of let brush the emotions off sometimes how I did. Right. Not everybody is just built for that. You know, um, right. a lot of people are emotional, you know, it just, you know, all the situations you grow up in, some people don't know how to be mentally tough. No, you know, not um, at all, especially when someone's tearing you down. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, a lot of mentally tough people have been like mentally abused, physically abused. Some of them make it out alive. Some don't, you know, and so like right. it's, it's just life, you know, it's. Absolutely. And I just wish, you know, like if there's anything to take from anything I said, I guess it's just that. Things can change. Yeah. And even if you can't change someone's point of view or make them understand you, right? understand yourself. Right. And like, you know, like, like it's 
it's its own journey to find yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've been on it for many, many years. And it's like, I'm not done. Right. Because like, you're constantly changing. And the world is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people shouldn't be so quick because it's, it's a beautiful thing to just be yourself yeah. and to just choose to be happy no matter how, you know, no matter where you are in life, because my journey wasn't that strong at first, you know, right. hormones have not been easy. They right. I've been sick a lot and it's not, it's not an easy journey. And I definitely started off, especially a few years ago, not liking the way I looked and, right, right. and struggling. The, the dysphoria <laughs> and dysmorphia. Right. And you got all of them. And thinking I looked Morpheus. good and now looking back at it yeah. and like, God damn, like girl, you were in beauty school and like you had those clippings in uh-huh. or you had that wig on and all it was just basic not looking. It. You didn't even know, yeah. I didn't even know. But and you I, were learning. But I was learning, exactly. And yeah. I'm kind of proud of myself that I didn't really judge myself that hard at that point. Because I was so persistent that even if well, I yeah. didn't. Well, you were finally getting to be yourself. So you just didn't give a shit. Well, and it was like. Put on the wrong color lipstick. It's lipstick. I'm putting it on. Right. But you know, like now you know how to. But like, now I can do it. For sure. Yeah. Like now I can wake up in the morning and choose that. And it's yeah, I like. I think your makeup's always on point at work. I mean, how you dress, like best dress all the time, best hair. I mean, that you just, you put on an entire show. like. And it's the practice yeah. that I've had, like in the journey of. That's why know, I said I was like, I mean. Most well put together person I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it it just takes it takes time and effort, yeah. and not everybody would want to present themselves the way that I do. But I feel comfortable with how I am now, and I feel the probably the most comfortable and the most true to myself as far as my appearance. Yeah. Like how I explained, like when I was younger, I didn't know who was staring back at me. For sure, yeah. Now I look in the mirror like and you I recognize see, that person. I'm like, oh, like I know hey, who she is. Hey, girl. Yeah. Like, okay. I thought, I thought that was uh, cool, like how your friend said that for you. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, hopefully somebody out there when they finally hear it, like they get to see, like, hey, it's okay, yeah. I can be myself. And I think you know, good, nothing's nothing's easy. Even if it's not family, sometimes sure. it's chosen family. Yeah, and well, God puts everybody in your life for a reason. Exactly. You know I mean, every every step and so what I told you at work one day. Like, you know, everything's like a stepping stone, like this yes. job and this job or this relationship, this relationship. It all happens for a reason. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have different parts of your life at different times where it's like literally different chapters. And sometimes it's building blocks, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really uh, appreciate you coming on. How, like, so how you feel now that you've kind of like shared? Like, how, how do you like, you know, was it? It feels kind of like it was a ramble, but. Yeah. No, no. I, think I mean, also like. <laughs> That's just kind of how I am. Yeah, I love it. But I don't think it's supposed to be. I mean, no, I mean, I think it's kind of like interesting to kind of get some things off my chest, but also just to kind of talk about it in general because I don't talk about right. it a lot. Um, but no, I feel good. Like, I mean, I definitely just hope that, you know, like the new generation and just anybody else, because it's not even the new generation. Sometimes it's the older generation right. that is struggling as well because oh, sure. of the the peers that they have around yeah. their age and yeah. the way they feel about them that yeah they're maybe like every generation has its downsides yeah. you know there's I mean, its struggles not everybody can transition or express themselves no matter what way it is right. at this early in life that I did and you know like a lot of it sometimes it's violence yes. in different yes. areas yes. especially with the African-American trans women community or just the trans community in general, it's 
they're targeted other parts and of the, other parts of the world yeah and other parts of the world and and it so many people like you know feared their life on a day-to-day basis and i did right. not experience that right. and that that just breaks my heart and right. i think the goal for, if anything is just to know you're not alone and also at the same time like bring awareness to people that this is real mm-hmm. and that this is you know people are taking away rights every single day for just people like me just being themselves right you know, people that would like if I lived in a different state, like they would force me to go in the men's bathroom. Like I right. would not know what to do. Like yeah. I would be, I would feel so unsafe, right? And like just like degraded, and like you know, like that's just the stepping stone of what's going right. on right now. Right. But it's just like I can't imagine, and so many people are going through that, and I think it's just kind of like raising awareness and and knowing what's going on, and and that people that are going through this situation like it's not a chosen life right and that most of the time like there's no like malintention there's no malice like it's just true honesty and a lot of people in our community are just beautiful wonderful people and like i just wish that sometimes people will be more open to understanding our life yeah. and like what it means to us and and the journey that it is because it never ends and yeah i think but i think things are getting better things oh is, yeah for sure things are getting better at least as far as recognition wise right. and i'm glad to be seeing like things in like the newspaper and like sure yeah even if it's not what i want to hear if somebody's talking about it it's good for in my yeah, opinion i just want everybody to be cool with everybody you know, like let everybody live their life. It's not a big deal. You know, like worry about <clears throat> you. You know, worry about your kid or your wife or your husband. I don't know. People just need to chill out. I agree. You know, I really do. Um, but it, I think it's getting better. You yeah. know, I think I mean, if everyone worried about themselves, yeah, just themselves. I mean, I, I'm grateful for you to come here and like, as, since the day I met you, I felt like a connection with you. And to me, it's like. <clears throat> you meet people like you know like uh, you know anthony johnson it's like you meet these people like you like him like you know all my other friends bob or brandon chris jeff like you meet all these people and then you feel like hey i've like met these different types of people that have like inspired me and like i've learned something from that person just like i learned stuff from you absolutely and so i'm just grateful that you came on the show and shared with us because like i told you somebody out there needs to hear that i needed to hear that Hopefully, like, you know, you needed to hear that. Yeah, I think and saying it out loud is different also. So thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we're about ready to wrap it up. How, how long have we been talking? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, it's, uh, how long do you think? Maybe like 20 minutes? I don't think 20 minutes. <laughs> it, it, it goes fast, huh? It does. Does, does, it, uh, does, it, does it feel like it's been that long or a little long? I don't know. Maybe like an hour 30. That's how yeah. I feel. I got like I th- a little, I th- I'm like going for a, like... I have a little time. Uh, an hour 30, mind. hour yeah. 45. Yeah. That's how long I've been doing this. Ain't that weird? Not knowing shit. Hey, um, that's part of it. So where can, uh, so where can people like find you if they want to get their hair done by you or reach out to you? Like your Instagram, what you got? Yeah, no. Um, if you're in the new Orleans area, definitely. Um, I'm Should working on, yeah, no, I'm working on my hair career. So like a part of, like who I am and my mm-hmm. passion is just making feel, people feel good about themselves right. Right. and I'm learning every day, but I have a great support system at Salon Jolie and shout really out. shout out to Amanda for hiring me and great girls that work there. And so, yeah, I definitely would love, you know, any new clientele that 
you know, is interested in making a change or, you know, right. anything like that, definitely come see me. Um, but I'm on social media on Instagram. I'm not that great at social media. At yeah, this man. Point. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe somebody might watch and reach out to you. You, might you know, have. yeah, but no, I definitely, my Instagram's Tyler Linder official. And I love your Instagram. You know, I it, think you're a content creator. I have one post. Eric. <sighs> maybe two. Maybe. Two. Yeah. But they were, they're really good. So, so it looks like you spent a lot of time on the picture. Well, I couldn't, you know, that is probably true. I mean, because I was like, damn, she takes like good pictures too. So you're a talented person. Well, you know, it's it's a lot of talented uh, human beings. So I respect that. And I'm, so thank you for like showing me these uh, values about you. No, thank you for thank you for having well, me. You'll come back on so next kind. time. Yeah, no. Next time, maybe let's not talk about me. But <laughs> yeah, I felt I feel like we asked a lot of me questions too. Or maybe I don't no, know. No, we no that no. I was definitely feeling comfortable and natural and everything nice, like that. Nice, awesome. But like maybe we'll discuss some like fun topics. Right, right. Well, uh, that's what's up. Well, I can't wait to have you back. Um, hopefully, you guys like the show. Uh, thank you, Tyler, for coming and sharing your amazing story. And hopefully, I, I know it's going to help a lot of other people. I know it helped me. And uh, if y'all like this episode, just hit that subscribe button to your left. And uh, thank y'all for watching the show. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you so much. Thank you.